It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast Wednesday night, March 8th, 2023. I am back after a two-week hiatus from the Kicking Out podcast. Tanner Lee here, joined by my co-host, Paul Zartman, Austin Shepard, who held down the fort the last two weeks. Great job, fellas. How are you doing tonight? You look like you got a spray tan with MJF and your face is orange. Well, you know, I am Tanner the most, Shep. That's what I've been told. So, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, welcome uh, back, coward. Yeah, thanks. It's you know nice to leave eighty degree weather and come back to the cold. So, snow Friday. Yeah, I'm glad I missed that though. I'm glad it was uh, melted no. by the time I got back. It, this, oh, this Friday. Friday. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, coming. I'm, I'm leaving for Florida on Saturday, so so you're getting out of here in time. So lucky you. Am I the Lucky. only one who stays in this state to hold down the <laughs> KOP podcast? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Pretty much. All right. Glad we so, got that. Well, Cheers, well. What, what are we what drinking are we... tonight, Shep? Yep. Um, we're, we're still uh, on uh, Termana. Um, had some classes. Termana. Termana. Get it right. Yeah, it's not that good. It's the rocks. Uh, yeah, it's still, it's not that good. So uh, you can like, the reason I say it's not that good is because I had some Clase Azul over the weekend at two different restaurants downtown Indianapolis, and it's a good thing I can't get my hands on a bottle. Like I've ordered it <laughs> online; it's back ordered. I know we can. I could probably pick it up in Indianapolis or pick it up in Fort Wayne, where Tanner lives. There's a probably a good thing that I don't have it because it's ridiculously good. I mean, don't get this is this is okay. I mean. It suffices, but holy shnikes, is that stuff good? Like, and 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 listening to Dax over the last couple weeks talking about some tequilas that I can't even find online. I could imagine, and I can imagine what those things taste like. But I'm I'm easing into my way to the world of tequila, so I let my have one. I have one tequila a week. Well, unless I'm. In Indy, but normally I have some one tequila a week, and it's here on the old pod. So, little little Germana, the rock shit, it's good. 
it's okay. Isn't it wasn't it last year or year before it was the number one selling tequila in the world in front of Clooney's tequila, I believe. Yeah, and Clooney's stuff sucks. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, Justin Timberlake's stuff, not good. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You might as well say, just, you might as well just shoot the stuff like we did in college. Want to say uh, this. I got some good old windy sweet tea here. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I got that, and then and then when that's done, he's got his normal. Got got the kettle. Got the kettle. Yeah, I mean, come on, me, Ric Flair, drink kettle. Want to give want to give a shout out to the Brocast podcast for tuning in all the way from Australia. Thank you guys so much hey, for tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, I love those guys in Australia. They 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 appreciate dirt racing in Australia like we appreciate it in Indiana. I mean, there they appreciate go. pro wrestling like we appreciate it in Indiana as well. I bet they do. I bet the oh, yeah. guys on the on the bro, broadcast do at least. So, um, well, unfortunately, Paul was victorious at Revolution, so he will have the KOP title next week. Come next week's episode, but. Uh, Good effort by all three of us. Second year in a row, Paul has went for a clean card. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay. Next segment, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm used to having gold over my shoulders. So for the next few weeks, until I get it back at the ROH oh, pay-per-view, oh, oh. I thought I would just break out a little title of my own, a little throwback title here, and just kind of wear it there so my, so my shoulders used to wearing something. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. Just, just a sure. placeholder till I, till I get it back. So. Uh, well, then, if that's the case, can I go break out mine? <laughs> sure. A- exactly. No, <laughs> sure. I'm not breaking out the white IC title. <laughs> so uh, no, it, all in all, it was good. Shep and I missed one match each. The leader dead to me, and uh, once again, the uh, women's match got the best of Shep every single pay per view. Uh, it's International Women's Day, so I'm not going to make a single comment. Good job. Good, Good choice. Job. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> but uh, no, what, what were you guys' thoughts on the pay-per-view? I personally thought it was one of the best pay-per-views AEW's ever put on. My thoughts exactly. Shep's going to give us big, long details, and I'm just going, yes, it was a fantastic pay-per-view. It was, it was in the top five. Okay. I mean, I... There, there's some moments we didn't get any of those big surprises like I like. We didn't get any big swerves. Um, yeah, we, we got, got one Ruby. swerve and one surprise. Well, we got Ruby Soho switching, but we saw that coming. Yeah, FTR um, coming yeah. back was nice though. Yeah, again, I want I want somebody we haven't seen in a while, and I know you're gonna say we haven't seen him in a couple months, but they're they're not gonna go anywhere else. Um, no. Yeah, I think I listened to Dak's podcast today, and he said, you know, nothing's changed with their contracts. It's still up the third week of April. I, I got to think they already re-signed long-term, though. Yeah, after after what we heard tonight, yeah, they're not going anywhere. I've seen um, reports that say the same thing, that they've signed long-term contracts. Yeah. So, again, the performance-wise and matches-wise? Yeah. Solid, solid pay per view. Um, Texas Death Match was great. That that got a little uncomfortable for me at times, where I almost had to not look away, but it's just like, well, Tanner, it was getting to the edge for me. A little Tanner, too much you gotta, blood. You, you got to watch a little GCW every now and then. <laughs> uh, 
Um, or or just go back and pop in uh, the old hardcore ECW days too. Yeah. Yep. Wow. You know what? I don't know if there's many ECWs where a guy was on his back <laughs> slamming a fork into dude's yeah. forehead and blood was splurting, splurting yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's the more C CZW, the old combat zone wrestling where Mox was from, but mm-hmm. uh, um, they told a great story. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, take all the other, the blood and the guts out of it. Those two guys told a great story um, and did their job. So I love that aspect of it. I know a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, old school guys would hate on that match, but they told a story, loved it. Um, Then the main event was poetic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shep, real, real quick before you get on, uh, Darby Allen fan wants to know what you're drinking. Uh, well, He's just we're tuning drink- in. So, Darby Allen fan, we're drinking a little Termana first. We 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 done drinking that, and then we move the old kettle, kettle one. I, I love how this is becoming our most popular bit every week. <laughs> what Shep drinking? Yes. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, this is this is every week. Yeah. Okay, and then we we actually mix it. Which, with a little bubbly. Now, if anybody watched Dax uh, on YouTube this week, uh, FTR with Dax, he had his um, tequila. But did anybody see what was sitting to the left of it? Bubbly. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been drinking bubbly back before Chris Jericho made it famous. <laughs> and just, I'm just throwing it out there. A little bit of the bubbly. I like it. You know, it's a little bit of flavored club soda with the old kettle one. But anyways, that's my go-to every week. Hopefully, I can uh, uh, build my tequila repertoire and we can change it every week. But he's He's got another question for us here on YouTube. Uh, he's asking if Darby stands a chance this year. Um, what do you guys think? What's the forecast for Darby? We saw him start 2023 as the TNT champ, but we haven't seen him much ever since he lost. Him. I, I say we see uh, Darby towards the middle of spring, early summer, and eventually we got to see a Darby-Sting match, right? I think so. I mean, Sting's commented he knows his days are numbered and he knows how his career is going to end and he's got to take Darby with him. So, yeah, I mean, kind of figure out what that means. I'd love to see him personally. I'd love to see him have a little short uh, tag team title run together. But and, uh, Yeah, but see, here's the problem. If they're going to do a tag team title run, I don't want it to be when FTR's in the picture. Right I know, now, I know. FTR's in the tag title picture, I know. so... I know. A- a- unless they somehow don't sign in April, I don't think that'll happen. At least not for a while. Yeah, and I and I feel like I feel like the uh, last match versus Sting, and if and if it's with Darby, I get it. It's got to be a cinematic match. Yeah, by far. And, and just because we know Darby likes the high spots. And if you're gonna have that with Sting, I think I think you'd have a cinematic match. So, yeah, I kind of wish there was another old school WCW guy that he could finish up against. I mean, he could, I guess, go against Jericho, but it's too bad there's not. We've seen Crowbar. <laughs> that was the most random appearance in AW history, by the way. <laughs> um, he showed up on Impact a couple weeks ago. That guy's everywhere. 
Anyways. Um, but uh, back to Revolution, you were talking about the main event being poetic. I think that might have been the best one-on-one match in AEW history. And, I, and I'm not a fan of Iron Man matches, but that one had me captivated and glued the whole time. If If anybody going into that match doubted MJF, and I might have been on that side a little bit, just because of how little he performed um, in 2022. Okay. He, I felt like I knew he was going to prove a point, but there was still that little, little back in your mind. Like, can he do it? Um, he went in there and stole the show. Mm-hmm. And then wrong against the American dragon. He was amazing as well. Takes two to tango, but holy shnikes come on man yeah like hook like it was so bad i went back and watched it the next day to make sure i watched what i watched mm-hmm. yep yep and, I, uh, i've watched it twice and and then on top of that the uh, uh press conference scrum afterwards yep. just was the cherry on top of the sunday uh he it, I actually stayed. I my body was so screwed up. Come back from Hawaii, I couldn't sleep, so I stayed up and watched it. And I was I don't want to text you guys because I don't want to wake you guys up if you're asleep. But I see him come in there and with the towel over his neck, bloody. I'm thinking he's trying to image punk from all out, and then he pulls out the pickles, and then oh, it was just dude. Just, and I I, I hopped on, so so Monday I hopped on that pickles website. They're sold out. Yeah. Every every flavor they have sold out. Yeah. Sold out. They said, they said they have a shipment coming later in the month. Yeah, that, yeah, that place is sold out. That guy, he is oh, he is money, and if TK doesn't have him signed long term already behind the scenes, then he's got to get done no matter what it takes next year. Because, well, and maybe it was because of this feud with uh, Danielson, but he hasn't mentioned twenty twenty four here lately. You're right. Yeah, there was some there were some uh, dirt sheet comments though coming out this week yeah. about some people on the other side saying he's already talked about how excited he is about the talk of 2024. Mm-hmm. Which he's so good at being in character, even not on TV. Oh yeah, that, that he could be just playing into that too. So. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, he was tremendous. Danielson was tremendous. It was amazing to hear what MGF did every day to get in shape and to get ready for this match. That just tells you how much of a machine Brian Danielson really is. I mean, to, for somebody to go to those links every day to push themselves to make themselves a machine to keep up with him. Uh, pretty fantastic stuff. Um, I did see some people were disappointed that there was no punk return afterwards or anything, but that, I think that would have ruined it. That would that would have ruined that would have ruined all the mojo that MGF just would have overshadowed him again. Yeah. Like it did it all out. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. So no. no, I was I was super I was very happy that we did not get a, a punk return yep. after that match. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought this pay per view yep, go ahead, sorry. So if we if we would have had a punk return earlier in the match causing a fall. Okay, I get that. But after we went 60 minutes and yeah. then we went into the overtime, if we would have got a punk return there, it would have ruined it. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I got to give it up to both of these guys to the point where 
they freaked Taz out. I mean, you could tell after he apparently smacked Excalibur in the shoulder, not meaning to, when <laughs> MJF dropped Danielson on his head. That was not scripted. That was not supposed to happen. The way they were talking, Taz is great on the mic, but he was stuttering. That tells you he didn't know what to say because it, it just happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you giving Excalibur a compliment? No, I'm giving Taz, Taz. a compliment. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Taz. Because <laughs> Excalibur's trying to be like, I'm using that as a way to show how impressive yeah. that move was. And you're sitting here apologizing out your ass for hitting me. So, you're right. Yeah. Double checking. Just double Taz. checking. Taz. Taz. Yeah, I thought overall this card was great in ring. It was a shorter card match wise. I, I thought yep. it delivered. Maybe that's a format they need to keep uh, going into the future. It still went over four hours, didn't it? It did. It did, but at least it wasn't five. At least, I mean, (laughs) usually Tony likes to stretch a five. Like, I feel like I'm watching WrestleMania 35 every AW pay-per-view. Little Um, victories, little victories. Yeah. I'll never forget watching WrestleMania 35 from like, I think that year I watched the pre-show too. It was like nine hours total. Mm -hmm. That was the worst. I mean, I was literally falling asleep in that women's match, that main event. But that was what led them to the split of two nights. It was wasn't it? because they literally ran so long in New York that the subway stopped running and it was a, a just a mass traffic problem. Um, people yeah. couldn't get home. So, anyways, great pay per view. Enjoyed it, except the only part I didn't like was losing the title. But I had it since September. So, Paul can have it for a few weeks till I get it back. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So, hey, uh, <laughs> our ROH Supercard is uh, right around the corner. Yep, yep. Which I need to I need to subscribe to Honor Club so I can keep up with what's going yeah, on. Yeah, come on, hurry up! I haven't Jeez. done that yet. So, slacker. Have you, Paul? Yes, I have. Okay, all right. So I am a slacker. All right. Well, uh, t- t- tonight's dynamite was the fallout from Revolution. It was in Sacramento, California, home of the Sacramento Kings, who actually don't suck this year. They're actually pretty darn good. Um, yeah, Hockey, we start- guy. Hockey guy right here knows that. <laughs> That's the L.A. Kings, man, not Sacramento oh, Kings. But okay, them too. <laughs> it's, it's all good. 17 minutes, and we almost went down one. Almost, almost. Well, we started off Dynamite, which we start off every week with Orange Cassidy defending the what was All-Atlantic Championship, got rebranded to International Championship, which I like that name better, but it was really a confusing announcement tonight. It was. It was. Um, when we'll get into that announcement but, yeah. later, I guess, in yeah. more detail. But he defended against Jay Lethal tonight. Uh, all Lethal's guys, uh, Satnam, Sanjay, Jarrett all barred from ringside. They had a bunch of referees out there, not letting them get through. This was a good match. We knew we knew Lethal and Cassidy were going to deliver. And Lethal's the last person who beat Cassidy, which was like 16 singles matches ago. It's been a long time. So that's why we're getting this one tonight. In the end, though, Orange Cassidy was successful in his defense by hitting the Orange Punch. But after the match, Lethal grabbed the Golden Globe that he keeps touting around and that led to a distraction for the official, and Jeff Jarrett sneaks behind Orange Cassidy, slamming the guitar down on Cassidy's injured knee after he hits the stroke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, Jarrett's doing just fine. Don't get me wrong in his role, but I'm still shocked yeah. how often we're seeing him be used in ring in 2023. Okay. 
one, it looked like he struggled to hit the stroke. It looked like mm-hmm. he almost had a stroke. He, he went to backwards hit the too much, and then he kind of went for it. It was weird. Yeah, it was a little. It, you know. it was it was off. Uh, but based off a of revolution, he's quickly approaching thirty-seven years. I know. So I think that's why we're seeing him in the ring so much. I wouldn't be surprised if TK didn't do something special for the thirty-seven year mark. He's in great shape. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, there's other older guys in the company, Dustin Rhodes. Um, Christopher Daniels, pretty old too. Sting, 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 Sting. Yeah, Sting. Sting. That guy, that guy. Uh, I love how you're like. There's other guys, Dustin. Yeah, well, Uh, I forgot about. See, I forget about Sting. We already talked about him earlier in the program. So, um, but no, it's it's just interesting how they're using Jarrett. I feel I feel like they're giving him some uh, quality TV time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been well known when they brought him on, and and AEW starting to kick up their house shows. Yep, and he's gonna be basically in charge of said house shows. Just so, don't ask Sammy Guevara up here on one. What an asshole! Yeah, seriously, I'm over what that. A little, little, you know what? Anyways, <laughs> yep. Uh, so I feel don't like button, if you yeah. if you keep Jared involved in your your weekly operation it gives him more of a uh incentive or more of an advantage to produce these house shows on the weekend um to not just be a random thrown show together where you just pull talent together and have matches which you would get on some indie cards where you continue these feuds or storylines um, that we see every Wednesday or Friday night, um, which kind of mimics a company that we we talk about a lot, mm-hmm. um, just not as much. So, yeah, why not keep Jarrett around, keep him involved uh, on a Wednesday or a Friday night basis when we watch television to help him do these said you know house shows. So. I kind of like it. He's in shape. I, I don't think he's been in this good of shape in the last seven to eight years. Um, you know, when he left Impact and left that global force, whatever, he, he had a sit in AAA where he was a a mess um, and had some incidences there. So, yeah, for 50, I think he's 56. Is that right? I'll look it up here. Mm. 50, I, think, I thought it was all 56. But for 56 years old, the dude looks amazing. And 55. 55. All right. He looks amazing, and he's entertaining mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And he can still perform. So yep. I like it. Now, on the other side, I don't like Jay Lethal losing every time we see him on te- television. Yeah. I think he's way better than that. And he is. He is. Um yeah, we saw him get that big win over Orange Cassidy a few months ago, like I kind of mm-hmm. talked about a minute a minute or so ago. And but ever since then, it seems like he's lost every time he's on TV. You're right. So, but give him that's, time. Let him, that stable's let him luck might be changing next week. We'll we'll get into that. In, in yeah. A bit. Uh, we then see Powerhouse Hobbs interview backstage. He claims he's taken Wardlow's ability to call himself the champion which is all he has left after Wardlow's car was broken into last night. Uh, yes, Wardlow's car was broken into. 
whoever broke into it stole all his gear, everything in his bag, including the TNT title. Whoever did that's lucky uh, Warlord didn't catch him in the act. Cause yeah, now, he would have shattered him like the glass that they shattered. Mm-hmm. So, so was that a work or was it a work to get us into a street fight tonight so Warlow didn't have to put his gear on? I think I think it's legit, but I don't know. Maybe I'm getting worked. Uh, I, I have thoughts when we get to the main event. I'll save okay. them for that. All right. All right. Uh, up next, we hear from Ricky Starks, who had a big win over Chris Jericho. Uh, this guy's over with the crowd, if you can't tell by his entrance. Yeah. Um, he talks about how he's having a hell of a week. I uh, did it with taking out the Jericho Appreciation Society. People's asking what's next, and he's not sure about the answer. Questions weighing on him and where he's going to go next. That leads to the Bullet Club for, 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 for life. And I, the crowd popped, everybody popped. Day new TK, you teased everybody. I'm not, I'm not disappointed by what it was, but you teased everybody thinking it was Switchblade Jay White for a second, I think. And it was instead Juice Robinson who attacked uh, Ricky from behind and laid him out. So, Which I, I like that for a mini little feud, for a short feud. Um, give these guys a mic for a week, build it up, and then let them fight. Who else in the last week joined the Bullet Club? I must have missed it. Mr. Finley. I was going to say David Finley's the new okay. leader, but I thought he was already in. Well, he declared Bullet Club after he attacked Jay White from uh, behind at the last New Japan Strong. So those two guys, the old Finn Juice, yeah, now mm-hmm. in Bullet Club, I think brings an incentive to bring Jay White into AEW, which. Every dirt sheet says he's going to Stanford, but SRS today on his uh, "What do you want to talk about?" show on Wednesdays, he does. He said he still thinks he's headed to WWE, but he said nothing's official and don't count AEW out just yet. That was his latest report. So. I don't. I don't see with 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 TK's previous experiences mm-hmm. and previous purchases how he lets a guy like this come out of New Japan. And skip him and go to Stanford. Unless they're throwing more money than TK's willing. And maybe it's enticing with, you got Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Gallows and Anderson there. They can do their own little Bullet Club angle. Yeah, but they can't call it the Bullet Club. No. But they they do have the rights to do this. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. Oh, old, old boy did it on AEW tonight. Yeah. 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 Maybe they'll, he'll get hit with a cease and desist like the Bucks in 2017. But, uh, but I, st- I still, I pop for the Bullet Club theme. That might be my favorite theme in wrestling. I, I love that theme. That's good stuff. And if Juice is going to use the Bullet Club theme and in, in, in everything in AEW, I want to see him start recruiting AEW guys to join. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. Takeshna, first one. Yep. Yep. Needs to be. They are they're working Callus back in with him again, I noticed you know last week. They've been working that for I know. And then they stopped and now they're doing it again. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. 
Wait but, and see. Yeah, time will tell. Something, something's cooking. Something's cooking. Uh, Warren Lewis didn't show him backstage. He admits he's had to deal, deal with a lot of loss lately. And some of his buddies, FTR, lent him some clothes. So he suggests tonight should be a false count anywhere. He may not physically have the title, but he is the TNT champion. And nobody will take it from him. We then got Renee Paquette in the ring. She welcomes out Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby's got Tony Storm and, and Soraya. By her side, um, she cuts a really good promo and pretty much blames the fans for her turn. Um, thought this was really good stuff. Uh, it was talked about how fans begged Shreya to come out of retirement, but then they went after her. They went after Ruby after she lost to Brit during Grand Slam a couple of years ago. Um, good stuff. I thought this added a lot of layers to this current storyline, this kind of outsider's storyline in the women's division. I thought this was one of the best performances Ruby's had. Oh, by far. Pre-match. I wish, yeah. At first, I was a little, like, I don't know, the first one or two minutes, like uh, this typical Ruby stuff. And then she got into some personal stuff, and Mm -hmm. it just hooked. Like, she got the hook out there, and it worked. So so good for her on that. I wish they could go back in time when they started this and make her the leader have her swerve switch right away and make her the leader. Cause I think it would have been a stronger story up until this point, but I still think guys, I still think they're building to a women's blood and guts match. I think that's where we're headed with this. I mean, I'm all for it. If we get it, we need, we need four on four, right? Is or, it four on four is it five on five. I think it was five on five when we did uh JS and pinnacle and, uh, so you got you okay. So you're you're two talents away mm-hmm. for filling the outsiders team. Well, one if they, I know it's ROH, but they could go with uh, Athena. She's a heel. She's a great heel. Well, Athena was it, but Athena was in the product. So Athena, there's one. Yep. Um, as long as it's not Maria, I'm fine. Who? Maria Canellis. Yeah. Oh, I think isn't she injured or something right now? I don't. I don't. Well, she hadn't performed for. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think she's hurt. Years. I think she. I think she she's hasn't hurt. performed regularly since you know she did a photo shoot. I mean, maybe TK could get get Mercy. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I just count what you said. Very clever <laughs> and truthful. Um, maybe TK can get Mercedes in for it. I, I don't have a lot of confidence there though. Well, it, uh, when, is, when is blood and guts normally? It's it's a May or June. Yeah, so you you have time to get Mercedes and Mrs. Fatu. Yeah, that'd be big time because it looks like Willow Nightingale is going to be on the other side. Which she's a homegrown talent. Yeah, so that's three. Make, makes sense. They got the big one if they want to do it. Jade Cargo. I don't know if they pull a trigger, but she's a homegrown talent. Big time. With the plan she has, I feel like um, oh, I look like Stevie Wonder right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, she. Th- there's been reports that she wants to go overseas and work for a while. Um, yeah, I've seen that. So I would be good for her. Which wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't be bad at all. No, no, she'd come back like the report said, and like Danielson said, she'd come back a completely different wrestler. I'd do great for her. Um, but I don't think you throw her into this homegrown thing if that's the plan for her. Let her finish out her TBS championship run, 
ended on an injury or something to write her off TV, let her go do her thing for a while and then come back and put her in the big title picture. If, if you're, if you're talking June before that, um, you got Britt Baker, um, and another one coming back is Thunder Rosa. Mm, she, you have, you have those two men fences and, and team up, but, would would you have her on the homegrown since she didn't really get her start in AEW? Yeah, she she didn't get her start in WWE. Well, true. And uh, if that's where we're going with this is X WWE versus AEW. Mm, all right, then now we gotta really dig. Um, because yeah, Serena, Serena Deeb. Yeah. But she's been Ser- off TV for a while. I thought Serena Deeb taught at the Performance Center. Oh, I are we talking about sorry, I had my mic muted dealing oh. with my dog acting up. Are we de- are we talking about uh the homegrown side? Yeah. Well, I, I, okay. I, I made a comment about Thunder Rosa coming back yeah. and being on the AW side. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. And I could be totally wrong. I just think that's the direction they're going for blood and guts would be women. It makes sense. It's the one thing they haven't done with it yet. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to put Chris Jericho in it again. Uh, and nobody wants don't. that. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. So. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, the match afterwards, after the after Ruby's pro, promo, we saw her beat Sky Blue. Um, pretty short match. Afterwards, Soraya and Tony Storm come down. They start to do the spray paint on uh, Sky Blue, but Willow Will Nightingale comes down, tries to talk sense into Ruby, but Tony and Soraya attack her from behind. Um, just adding layers to the story. I don't, I don't care for the spray paint, though. Yeah, this, the spray paint's come over that. It's too NWO-esque with the spray paint at that point. And and to to Shep's uh, thought process, which is scary that I agree with Shep here. Yes, Ruby is all green. She has been green, so we need to find a way to get her into kind of that leadership role because she's been green hair and the green gear pretty much. Well, the hair's nonstop since she came in. The gear's been eighty percent of the time in AEW. She's had green gear. So find a way if we're going to do this green spray paint thing. We need to find a way. Saray gets injured, whatever. Ruby steps up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, as is, is much as I think Ruby right now is a better in-ring performer, and it's just because Saray took what? seven years off right yeah yeah um i still think saray is a bigger draw well by far but but i think ruby right now works better in the ring and that's just something that we have to work around so if i'm tk i have to work around that because saray has only had what Two matches. Two or three matches. Two or three matches. Yeah. Ruby's had a handful. I don't know. You you, you gotta you gotta you gotta Maybe walk you the may... line very, very finely right there. 
maybe you make uh, Ruby the in-ring general and Saray is the overall head of the outcasts. Yeah, but after tonight, after the promo Ruby delivered, I don't know if Saray is that much better on the mic than she is. Exactly. That's the problem. But you've already you've already created this stable. You've already you've already started the foundation, so like you can't backtrack. Okay, okay. So if we're adding the spray paint into this and we're referencing how much this is similar to NWO, Hall and Nash were the outsiders. They started NWO. Hogan took over the leadership role. You can't compare Ruby. Oh, I know. I know. But no, I I get what you're saying. (sighs) Yeah, that's not going to (laughs) work. If, 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 if I'm trying, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think who on the woman, woman's side, if, if, if Ruby, if it was Charlotte, okay, on the mic, you could have Charlotte take this over. I feel like Charlotte on the mic is maybe right now the best female. So, uh, unfortunately, Ruby's not there yet. So, yeah, I just don't, I don't feel like you can overtake Soraya right now. Hey, look, and I feel like Tony Storm doesn't even talk. No, she doesn't, she doesn't. much. So she doesn't. She even on the pre-show, she kept it very short, sweet, simple answers. You know, two, three words max. She does. So. She, she does her talking in the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep. So, uh, speaking of talking, Adam Page shown backstage with Renee Picchetti. Admits he has physically been better. He apologizes to Renee about, about what she had to see on Sunday with what he did to Mox, but he also says he is now finished with Moxley. He's or so sport, he thought. Sporting a nice shiner to his to his face too. Shiner. Mm-hmm. He had he had fork marks in his head. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, those are real. Let's forget about those and let's just talk about his black eye. That that's that's not a that's not a work. That's a shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He went through hell and back and. Those two guys proved they're two of the faces, if not the two faces of the company. By far. Brutal. Brutal. MGF was then shown from Sunday after he won, saying he, he uh, his reign of terror has just begun. Who do you guys think's next to challenge MJF? I know we're two months plus out from double or nothing. Uh, who, who do you think they line up next for him? I think it's somebody outside the company. Yeah. Yeah. Don't okay. know who yet, but I'm not saying Jay White, okay? Um and we're not saying Punk either. No. Just oh, making who? that clear. And I know I know we're going to have a forbidden door in June, so I can't say like Okada or somebody like that. I just feel like it's not somebody you're we're, we're expecting. Um Man, there's, there's there's so many options. I mean, if they do stay in company, you could go Adam Cole. Uh, he's, he's making his in-ring debut in, on the 29th. Yeah, uh, I've already seen some hints that that may be the case, but I hope I, not. I, if we're staying in company, I think they build Ricky Starks up to that match. 
Now, Ricky Starks will not go over then. No. But with him beating a Bullet Club member coming up and just keep working his way up, I see that now. I don't see him changing the title, obviously, but. How about Jack Perry? Not yet. No. Not yet. Too soon. Too soon. Okay, but let me ask you this question, Shep. Do we have Starks? Because remember, Starks has already faced MJF. And it was a good match. It was, but to have him lose twice to MJF, kind of, you know, why would you need a third match if you want to put the belt on Starks? Now you got to wait for somebody else to take it because, off of them to because, do that. Because how great of a story would it be to climb the top of the mountain, get knocked down, not once, not twice, and then come up on the third time and take it on Labor Day weekend. Speaking of climbing a mountain and getting knocked down, how about Wardlow for MJF? He's beat MJF once. We can leave our thoughts on Wardlow for later, but... Yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, if you have to go by name of Warload instead of Ricky Starks like a name, I don't know. I got my thoughts on, on what they're doing with him later in the main event. But I, mean, uh, I, I think you literally could build Ricky Starks to take the title off um, during All In, right? Labor Day. Yeah. Out. All out. All out. I get them confused. All In, All Out. <laughs> all In was the first ever All Outs everyone since. Yes. Anyways, I call it All In. But you have time to build that climb the mountain, fail. Climb the mountain, fail. Third time's a charm. You could do that. You really could. Tanner, yeah. I'm going to say it just to see if I can get him riled up. Dan Housen. Hey, he, sh- he showed a lot of people what he can do in the ring on, on Saturday, but no. Or, or, or Sunday, Orange no. Cassidy. There you go. AEW champion Orange hey, Cassidy. Dan Housen can't beat Enzo for the Cruiserweight title. Okay. <laughs> and I think Dan Housen's entertaining for the role he has now, but yeah. don't put him in the ring. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He wait, he did show me some Sunday, but I don't want title on him. Uh, you know talk- what? I, hope he, I hope he curses you, Paul. I hope he curses you. <laughs> yep. He already has. <laughs> well, let's talk about two guys. I think we all want titles on that's FTR as they made their return to dynamite tonight. Came out to a huge pop, standing ovation. Said they need to take a step away and recharge, but Cash uh, Wheeler couldn't just sit at home watch the guns call themselves the best team in wrestling. I like Cash on the mic tonight. I feel like we used to get more Dax. I like Cash. I thought he brought it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they're good and in uh, the future of the division, but they're also dis- disrespectful little assholes. Talk about the guns. Uh, Cash talks out that Billy Gunn gave them everything which his father couldn't teach him, but what his father taught him is what he will teach to them. Dax says the fans never left him. That's why he loves this industry so much, and he loves them too. Dax points out the last memory he has with one of his best friends was taken away by the guns. He doesn't forget that. It'd be easy uh, to find them and beat their asses, but now they have to beat them and become AEW World Tag Team Champions. They need to do it for them, for the Briscoes, and for the fans. Got to put gold on these guys, right? All of it. Got it. You got to put AEW gold 
New Japan Gold, AAA Gold. They should have done it already, but GCW Gold, NWA Gold, NXT Gold. <laughs> yeah, find a way to get the Rollins SmackDown FWF titles gold. on. <laughs> yeah, FWF, PWG Gold. Like, I mean, yes, I, I love that Tanner brought up that uh, a Wheeler's. Like, we don't see a lot of him on the mic, and I thought he was very good tonight. He was very emotional. Now, when it switched over to Dax, he just ran with it. Mm -hmm. And he talked about the fans. He talked about Jay Briscoe. Talked about the Briscoes in whole. And it was just like, man, he he just absolutely snowballed off of his partner. And that's why those guys are a million bucks. Yeah, because yep. you can tell Dax was paying attention, but he wasn't thinking about what to say because he paused. If he already knew what he was going to say when the mic came to him, he would have just started. He wouldn't have sat and, there for a second. Right, and if you guys notice, and this is the little little stuff, so pay-per-view was on Sunday, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. He flew home on Sunday night or Monday morning back to North Carolina and then turned around and flew back to California for tonight. Just, I mean, that just tells you he obviously had to do his podcast, which is just obviously taking over the wrestling podcast world. Mm-hmm. Was number one before the first episode ever came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's because we promoted him. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. Um, thanks, Dad. You're welcome, Dax. Anyways, send the check to uh, Paul Zartman. <laughs> Just send me a good bottle of tequila, bro. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, like I just look at the dedication that guy has for family. He could, I'm guessing every other wrestler or performer in AEW decided, hey, it's Sunday. We're going to spend two days out here and two, three days out here in California and then go to work. This guy flew home to North Carolina hung out with his family, cut a podcast, came back, and flew to California to do a three-minute promo and said, peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy's out. And he can only do that with the schedule AEW provides. If they would go back to WWE, they don't have that schedule. And if you, exactly. listen, to, if you listen to this weekly podcast, that comes up. But he still won't give you any, any inclination that – he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Oh, by far. He's doing. So we then backstage go to Renee again. Renee featured more and more every week, but she's fantastic. So that is fine. Like uh, I said, it's no hey. longer AEW Dynamite. It's <laughs> AEW Renee Paquette. Hey, but where is a Renee from? Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, before that, like, where did she originate from? Oh, oh. WWE. Thank you. That's gotta outcast. be that's gotta be tied into the storyline at some point, right? She's an outcast. Yeah. 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 Okay. True. Just, just throwing it out there. True. Yeah. She's shown with Jade Cargill. Jade said she's ran through everyone in America. So now they're going to Canada. They need to bring bring out the best of what they got so somebody could step up and get stepped on. So who's who's Canada offering? I, I got a guess, but I want to hear who you guys think. You, you got no, one ball? No. Oh, my, my, my one that comes to mind is, is uh, Tyre Valkyrie. Boom. He took it from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that makes the most sense. I'm surprised she hasn't popped up in AEW before now. So she, 
She's done Triple uh, A MLW. Has she done the NAW? She was in Impact for a while. Impact for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's she did a she did a was it two Manias a year? She uh, on Mania weekend. It wasn't a GCW show, but she did a freaking death match somewhere. Yeah. During Mania yeah. weekend. And for people who might not be familiar with her, she is John Morrison's wife. So that's Johnny Impact, Johnny, Johnny Nitro, <laughs> Johnny Warrior. If you're Warrior Wrestling, <laughs> anything, Johnny, whatever. Johnny, you want. wherever I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So on whatever night. The, or Survivor. Yeah. So, so the, the uh, far fetched one here is a Impact legend, but it's Canadian. Dale Kim. Okay. Really? You just gotta cut me off, Tanner? <laughs> I am the heel of the podcast. That's what I do. Yeah, you are. Little, little bastard. But that's I why mean, I don't have gold over my shoulder. Remember this. Because he's trying to find ways to not give it to me. Well, you wouldn't have it if it wasn't for women's division matches. Mm, it would have been closer. Because you and I picked this. Oh no, you I'm going like match. three. I'm going like three matches, three pay-per-views back i always lose these whatever yeah because paul you beat me by a point you beat shit by two so yeah Yeah. anyways i i know i know she was retired she had a she has an impact match every once in a while but i mean we're in canada she's got to be one of the top three or four famous canadians Um, well we know who it's not not gonna be well it's not signed to Stanford, Connecticut. I, I say Stanford, Connecticut because I don't want to say the three letters. So I, just say I, Milf Manor. There you go. You say what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'm guessing he's, you haven't seen this. He's talking about Milf Manor off TLC. No. Seriously, they are referring That's a show. to. I know. But they are referring oh, to Trish uh, and Lita Becky, as, Lita, and Trish as Milf uh, Manor now. I didn't see that. Didn't catch that. Uh, didn't catch up on the I internet. Heard. I thought you were talking about a stupid show on TLC. No. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's get your head out of your gutter, Paul. Um, what a rabbit hole. Yeah. I was just about, trying to provide you with rabbit holes. That's all. Trying, trying to be positive here. I'm just talking about females that were not already involved yeah. with um, – Stanford. Now I know Gail Kim had a very, 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 very small little stand in Stanford, Connecticut, um, but she went back home to Impact. So, I mean, I don't think it would be somebody in house like the Bunny. I, I think it's got to be somebody a little bigger than that. No offense to her, but yeah. Any, who do you think, Paul? Oh, I have no clue. I told you that already. Oh, I thought I thought you were googling it as we were talking. So like, no, maybe I was get... trying to find something to show you. But uh, yeah, there, there we go. See, yeah, those. Oh, all right. All right well, nice made up, uh, nice made up graphic by somebody. Yeah. Now, now you want to hear my long shot from this yep. Canadian wrestler, uh, Lufisto. Who's an uh, independent? Uh, I was gonna say I don't know who that is. Yes, independent girl, okay. been around forever. She's older, but okay, she popped up as well. 
That's that's a long shot, though. Okay. We're probably all if wrong. You don't do but... well with uh, long shots. You should know this by now. Yeah, I know. I think she. Mm-hmm. I think. I think her big thing was she was in Shine promotion for women. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. We then it's, got a. Sorry, go Canadian. ahead. No, she's Canadian. That's what I was just saying. We got a trios match here: JAS, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Sammy Guevara versus Top Flight, AR Fox. Fun match here. Um, I was really hoping Top Flight and AR Fox would get the win, but in the end, JAS got over after a cheap shot from Hager to Darius Martin, which followed was followed by the Judas Effect. Um, I'm glad I love where they this sexy hat. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad where they went with this after the match because during the match, I'm thinking to myself, when are they going to give, uh, well, uh, my dog just yacked all over the place, so I got to go clean this up. I'll let you guys uh, there you uh, go. handle this. Well, uh, I knew that was going to happen. But, yeah, yeah, you, you go, you go yeah. do your, your thing. We'll, we'll yeah. chit chat for a little bit yeah, here. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be back in a minute Okay. Or- Mm, okay, so yeah. Um, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you never know what's going to happen on the Kicking Out podcast. This no. is why you got to tune in. Talk about rabbit holes. This is the strangest rabbit hole we've ever gone down. Okay, Tanner disappearing for dog. Anyway, right. uh, sorry. Yes, hi. Um, <laughs> so post match was probably the best thing. Uh, the match I didn't care for the match. Um, top flight AR Fox make them either a trios or send them on their ways. Uh, but they need to pick up some victories. But uh, post match we get a pretty interesting promo from all members of the JAS as they celebrate one year of. Sports entertainers. It's the only person from JS I like. You don't like the sexy hat? <sighs> Flip that hat. Ah, that close. That close. That no, close. I, I think he is the only entertaining person out of yes. the whole thing. Is Daddy Magic? Yes, because everybody else will say, you know, like, uh, oh, his his other partner from. 2.0. Can't think of his name. Cool hand. Sure. Luke. Yeah. Lukewarm. Um, <laughs> uh, said, you know, it's been a year of sports entertainers and Daddy Magic just stops him and does it in the proper Daddy Magic way. You know, I, I think those two guys could really easily ease themselves into the um, the tag, tag world um, without JS. Now yeah. they can use they could use JS to get them into the tag league. What's called the league, whatever. Okay. But the, we we don't see them in the ring a lot. We only see no. them on the mic. Now, if they're as good in the ring as they're on the mic, I I don't mind seeing these guys. Now, right, right now. Garcia, Guevara, and Dumb Hat Boy, I could give two shits about right now. Those guys just get on my nerves. I love this sexy hat. That's That's all he could come up with. Like, they gave him time, and he started on the mic, and he's, "Uh, You know what? uh, uh, I love this sexy hat. You know what? And then his attire tonight. 
Like, who picked that? Who picked that stuff out? Come on. He did. He did. Guess but, what? Um, he needs that. He needs to be fired. Yes. So again, I, I want to talk about Daddy Magic because I agree with you. He's the only entertaining person in the entire group. Did you ever watch BTE when he was the BTE champion? Yes, I did. Some of the best stuff on BTE that I had seen in a long time. Better than anybody there. Yeah, because he just, he made it fun. It didn't matter. I mean, drop a card and he overreacted to it. And I don't know exactly where he's from, but I feel like he's the annoying Jersey asshole. Right. Yes. He's yes. from the he's from the Jersey Shore that we all hate. Uh-huh. So well, it's perfect. Let's go see where he's from. Well, Tanner's not back, so we got time. Yeah, we're just going down a rabbit hole. Uh let's see here. He is sure. Tell me nothing about the guy. If he's from fucking Iowa. Excuse my French. I give up. Hey, wow. Hey, we got it. Uh, no, guess what? He's from Canada. No. Yes. He's from Canada? Yes. yes. A oh Canadian professional wrestler currently signed to All Elite Wrestling under Dude, the ring name Matt Menard. Him and I are best friends because we're top 200 in Canada and I love hockey. <laughs> oh. So there you have it. Daddy Magic is Canadian. With the awful Jersey accent. It makes it even better. You know what? He might Uh, be my wrestler of the night. Just throwing (laughs) it out there. Oh, I like that guy even more. I feel like they should push the hell out of those two. Yes, they should. They should. Um, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to see if it said where in Canada, but it didn't. He's not from Winnipeg because they would have brought it up tonight. But Well, House of Black mentioned in your guys' hometown. And they just blanketed that. Yeah, but but it's it's Jericho, Garcia, and dipshit instead of 2.0. And dipshit. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, so they're referencing Jericho and Omega. Yeah, Their hometown. Uh, I can't. It's not telling me where he's from. Just Canada. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, he, yeah. Obviously, he loves us because we're top two hundred in Canada. He's listening to the Kicking Out podcast every every week, every week. So we're gonna have to start promoting Daddy Magic every week. Daddy Magic, you. Never mind. Fantastic person. Yes. Just exactly. leave leave the Jericho Appreciation Society. Daddy Magic, just give us a five-star review. Yes. And click and subscribe because you know you, you love, love. us. <laughs> and they all love Shep in Canada. So they do. They Daddy love Magic Shep already loves you. Yeah. Just don't they bring up to- Marty McSwirly because people get pissed. <laughs> Yeah, everybody gets Rabbit pissy. Hole. Everybody gets pissy that oh, they brought in Marty McSquirly because he protected Gretzky. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Marty oh, McSquirly is oh. a badass. 
Oh, 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 I drank oh. beer with him one night. I know. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I, I thought maybe he was, oh, maybe he's returning now. Uh, is the former champion going to grace us with his presence again? Oh, man, the, the spray tan's back. Wow. <laughs> that was awful. Hey, we discovered something while you were gone. We What's just that? went down a rabbit hole. Daddy Magic's Canadian. Entertainers. Yeah. Entertainers. He's we, Canadian. We had, had a like 10-minute conversation about Canadia. Yeah, he is Canadian. Uh, yes. Did, did you guys talk about the trios match for next week? Uh, no, we were just oh, talking okay. about Daddy Magic. All right. <laughs> All right. And how he's the best thing in the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yes, he is. And I am. I spoke about Guevara earlier. I am. When's Guevara and Jericho going to split? Or ever? Never. Ever? When Jericho hoping, retires. I was kind of hoping Guevara got like quarantined down in Brazil. <laughs> he doesn't shut up. That's what no. he doesn't do. So. He doesn't shut up. And by the way, we're talking about Canadian. We brought up Marty McSorley again. <laughs> I'm not gonna touch this one. I mean, it was brought up again, so uh, I didn't bring it up. I brought up the, that we're you know loved in Canada, and the magic listens to the kicking out podcast. What, what's Marty's favorite drink, Shep? Oh, definitely Bud Light. He drank a lot of Bud Light on stage that night. I was hoping there was something else that you could bring on the podcast to drink, but I don't think you want to bring Bud Light on the podcast. No, I mean, we can bring some Canadian Mist or Canadian Club. How's some Labatt Blue? Ooh, I used to like what I could have a story about Labatt Blue, but that makes nothing to do with professional wrestling. You already did a few weeks ago about the... The Rochester basketball, oh, the originals. I already bring that back Yeah, up. yeah, you already shared that one on the pod. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> Did that make it to the pod? I was thinking that was post show. Yeah. No, that was at the on the pod. Darn it! Yeah, slam a six pack between games. Yeah, happens. It happens. Hey, we made it to we made it to semi state in state. Makes for good radio. Exactly. <laughs> after no the comment. after the match, Daniel Garcia. Yeah, we're back to the match again after whatever hole you guys went down. While I was cleaned up some dog vomit, which is always fun. Um, Sexy hat. That's what we talked about. I'm glad I missed that conversation. No. Yeah. Miss much. After the match, Daniel Garcia claims they're number one contenders for Trio's titles. Jericho says the same. They says they deem themselves the contenders, so House of Black can turn out their lights and get in the ring. Lights go out. But when they came back on, it's the elite who appears. Omega says they've not gotten involved in Jericho's business, and he thinks that's due to mutual respect in the last three years, but he keeps talking. Don Callis comes out, comes out, takes the microphone, says the elite established the titles, and it's obvious they're number one contenders. I was really enjoying this because I'm like, I can dig Omega and Jericho again. And that just takes me back to the beginning of AEW. Kind of hits right in the feels there. Um, and, of course, they're, they're stirring this up because next week's in Winnipeg and Callis and Jericho and Omega all from Winnipeg. Um, lights go out again, but this time it's the House of Black appears on Titantron. Malachi says both teams are deserving, and next week if they want them, then it stops. Lights go out again, come back on. The group appears inside the building and tells both teams to come and get them. So next week we're getting... A triple threat between House of Black, JS, and the Elite. Couldn't be more excited for that. I think the House of Black retain, but it is going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be extremely entertaining. I think it'd be full of high spots. 
Exactly. Well, so was the match between House of Black and the lead, and I thought it was great. But mm-hmm. you throw a, a triple threat trios match. Mm-hmm. So by the rules, you're going to have three guys in the ring at all times, right? By the rules. Yeah. If they do that way, or are you going to... Mm. Or is it going to be a free-for-all? Well, if Knox oh, is man. the ref, it's going to be a free-for-all. If Knox is the ref, Dockers is the sponsor. <laughs> because... You know, you know, so because, my, because Dockers is the only pant that he will wear for four sizes too big. So my fiance watched Revolution through that match, the trios match the other night, then she fell asleep. And I was telling her about Knox's pants and how in Annapolis that's all we could talk about. And she goes, I don't think they look too big. I'm like, they might not on TV, but in person, they're pretty bad. I'm, I'm saying Dockers. If you're listening, Dockers, which I'm Dockers. sure you are, right? It's us. Yeah. Yeah. Sponsor Knox. Get him some pants <laughs> that flip and fit. Taper him down to his ankles so he didn't look like having bell bottoms because he has chicken legs, I'm sure. And make him look like a decent human being. Come on. Spend some money on the guy. It's the knee pads. I mean, we've seen the video. Knox is crazy. In his indie days, it's the knee pads. They stopped the pants from going all the way down. Well, that was in his indie days. Come on. He's got money now. He can spend on a pair of pants. Yeah, I haven't, he seen, hasn't I haven't seen his wardrobe at all. I haven't seen him go through a table or take some thumbtacks in a while. So he's he's past that. Just, I mean, good Lord, Adidas golf, Nike golf, getting some pants that fit his skeletal body. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if we take pants off, his legs look like two out of bounds stakes on the golf course. Yeah. Oh, that's that's guaranteed. Guaranteed. You know, guaranteed. Just, come on. <laughs> so, so are we in agreement? We think House of Black defends the title successfully next week. Yes. Yeah, and I think, it, and I and I really don't want to be negative, but right now going into that, I think that's a a shibosh show. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do a three-way trios match. I really don't. Well, I'm kind of hoping this is a way to get Omega back to singles, and 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 let the box go back to tag. Because what I selfishly want to see is FTR take the belts off the guns, and we get FTR Bucks three, double or nothing. Yeah. And then then get Kenny in singles, even if it's against Jericho, that'd be a cool double or nothing match. Could run that back. It's been a while. And we kind of saw that tease Sunday at Revolution because Cutler and Nakazawa took care of the Bucks and Kenny's leaning up against the ring trying to figure out what happened and Don's trying to explain it to him and mm-hmm. telling him, you know, it's fine, let's just go. Well, well, Don kind of put on Twitter the other day a picture of them too and said something about kind of going back to singles competition. So, and maybe to Ke- maybe Takeshka, maybe that's where he fits in. I feel like you have to build them up more for Omega, but I could get rid of Nakazawa and Cutler. Yeah, sure. absolutely. But they're not going well, to. If they split, get rid of those guys. Nakazawa will go back to being Kenny's bag boy. I, Naka, I just Naka, 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 Naka I just laughed how when the elite lost Twitter, obviously goes well. They're going to WWE. You know. Yeah, because Kenny supposedly now has talked about leaving AEW to go to, to Connecticut. 
I don't think any of them leave. I mean, never say never, but I, I don't think those three leave. Without them, the company's named differently. So. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Bucks ever leave. No, ever. Kenny, yeah, but Kenny, Kenny was already there and he hated it. So, and he can he loves wrestling in Japan, and he couldn't do that if he was in WWE. And don't Kenny, forget the Bucks were there already too. Matt was. Nick Matt was, was not. Because uh, Nick was too young. Matt was an extra. Yeah, he got choke slammed by the Big Show a lot. Correct. Yeah. And On was, SmackDown, they weren't. They weren't there. They weren't in it. Kenny was in NXT, so. No, I was before NXT. He was. He was Nexus. That wasn't even. That wasn't even. Uh, the Florida yeah. promotion yet. I don't think. Well. I mean, he was that whatever the developmental was, he was there. Yeah, well, right. yeah, yeah. Ohio Valley was their de- big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where Randy Orton, Batista, all those guys, John Cena. Hey, I saw uh, Turbo and what's his face are the Ohio Valley Tech champs over the weekend. Oh, Turbo <laughs> spins, baby. Magnum and Turbo or whatever. Yeah, I like those guys. I know they are good. <sighs> Just sign Dan. Dan the dad, he's he he has a lot of uh, independent yeah. uh, work going into WrestleMania, and they call him Dan the dad. Yep. they really do. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. So well, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this trios match. But I'm really excited for that one next week. That's gonna be fun. Um, hopefully, that's main events. Hopefully, I you would hope. Well, if not, it's Cassidy against Jarrett. Uh. That'll be the opener. <laughs> uh, which, speaking of that, Tony Khan was shown backstage, revealed that Orange Cassidy's asked to defend his title against Jeff Jarrett, which he agreed to next week, marks the final defense of the all Atlantic Championship as next week it'll become the AEW Interna- International Championship. And he kept bringing up Warner Discovery. So, yeah, AEW's not going anywhere. And what I guess i didn't realize it's the he said the fifth and final defense of the belt overseas or, because you know, outside Pac, of the u.s Pac defended a bunch over in europe mm-hmm. well apparently by tk's math four times yeah well, well orange cassidy won it in canada from pack okay so he only Toronto. did it three times three times we then saw Brian Danielson shown after Revolution admits he thought he was doing this for his kids, but he realized that MJF was right. He always thought it was best to fight. And when he was in the label walk, his first instinct was to fight, but then he couldn't fill his arms. His legs didn't have any strength. When MJF said he wouldn't be able to play with his kids, he knew MJF was right. He was putting himself before his family, and that made him more ashamed than anything. It's time for him to go home. Taking a break for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really don't have anything for him right now. Some um, people think he uh, comes back maybe and tries to go after the ROH championship, but I think that's beneath him. No offense to ROH. Yeah. But it is his home. Was his home. Was his home. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. But that guy, that dude's big-time babyface. That was a big-time babyface promo. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. We then got John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli of the – Blackpool Combat Club against John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Uh, BCC won this one after uh, Reynolds submitted. Um, 
And after the bell, though, Moxley locked in submission again, and Silver broke it up. A Casanoli dumped Silver outside the ring. They keep just beating down the Dark Order. Evo Uno hits the ring, trying to help him out, but Wheeler Yuta comes in. They just keep beating him down until Adam Page charges down the ring. It was weird. He kind of tells Moxley to back Howls. off and didn't want anything to do with him. But then him and Claudio get into it, which I kind of, a few weeks ago, said that was where I wanted to see the ROH championship go that direction. He uh, dropped Casanoli, but that led to uh, the BCC attacking him three-on-one. So, BCC heals now. Yuta, Mox, and Claudio heals. Well, see, here's what I like. Um, at first, Yuta's kind of like, whoa, what's, what, what's going on here? And then if you watch, when Uno's getting the upper hand on Moxley, Claudio's outside of the ring mm-hmm. yelling and screaming at Yuta to get in there and stop it. Right. So right. it's kind of like those two were all for it. Yuta's kind of, and then he came onto their side. Well, it's just interesting because you got Claudio and, and Kingston kind of feuding right now. We're going to feud for the ROH championship. That's got a ton of history behind it, even with the BCC. Now you got Hangman and Claudio potentially feuding down the road. If PCC does turn heel, but you got Danielson as a big face, even though he hasn't been intertwined with them since Regal left. You could intertwine him. You got a lot of different directions for an ROH title all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Claudio didn't come out with the belt tonight, right? No, he didn't. No. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like if he comes out on mainstream television and doesn't have the belt. People don't think about it. it it's it's like a backseat. So. But, but the diehards like me are thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, we we all we sure. all watch. Sure, watch. we watch enough. Okay. But well, and then Tony's doing that on purpose because I I think that's one thing that Turner Discovery kind of told him like, hey, let's stop with the so much crossover with ROH. So. Yeah, and that's that's your stupid, I don't know, corporate America BS, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is BS. I don't know, honestly, but and Shep, I don't know if you've listened to uh, the media scrum pre media scrum um tony actually talked about that where he's trying to kind of get away from roh being on AEW as much um doesn't mean that the stars aren't gonna appear there but they're not gonna be in the spotlight as much but but why wouldn't he want to promote that knowing that his only cable show is on TNT, TBS, and his ROH show is going to be internet based, and he has he has champions that are going to appear weekly. So I don't know. Come yeah. on. Another thing with with Danielson is we did see on ROH last week Zack Saber Junior called him out. Give me that for the bidden door, please. That's what's supposed to happen last year, and it did. So yep. I want to see that. I want to see that. And SRS kind of hinted that he, he thinks Forbidden Door 2 is going to happen. And he hinted maybe in uh, Japan that they flip it this year. Well, it was Chicago in June, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That'd, be cool. In Japan. That'd be cool if they went back and forth every year. Yeah. Yep. That'd be pretty fun. As long as it's a good time for all of us U.S. viewers to watch and we don't have to wake up at Hey, we'll get up at 2 a.m. to watch it. Don't worry. I did, I did it once before. Yeah. I'll do it again. Well, there'll be plenty of people who would. So, I, I think I got up I at 4.30 and started watching 
the the show in Tokyo Dome. So we then get to the main event tonight for the TNT Championship. Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs falls count anywhere. Wardlow's music hits first, which I thought that was strange. He doesn't appear because they're already fighting backstage in the parking lot. Uh, they're launching each other into a Cadillac. Why is it always a Cadillac, Shep? It's always a Cadillac that, that they use for these street fights. That wasn't that. That's an old Cadillac. Oh, I know, I know. It's always an old Cadillac, though. It's never a different model. It's always Cadillac. That, that, that Cadillac is ten years, twelve years old. Hey, it's got a good door on it because the door did not come off the hinges. It just went backwards. I thought it was gonna snap it, when Warlord got thrown into it. Yeah, but uh, that that car got pretty beat up. These guys are just wailing on each other the whole match. Then. Got a two by four in there. Uh, they end up beside a steel truck going back and forth. Uh, uh, got chairs to the spine. And they get to the ring, and a bunch of spine busters are being hit. Then uh, then Warlow hit a headbutt, and Big Larry in an F10, but Hobbs kicked, kicked out. Uh, fights back with several spine busters of his own. Um, Warlow kicks out. And then uh, Warlow spits water in Hobbs' face. Allows him to set Hobbs up on a table as Warlow hits a senton, Jeff Hardy style, who Warlow grew up uh, idling. Um, so Hobbs went through that, but he managed to kick out. So right now I'm like, okay, Hobbs is going to end up winning this. Warlow hit a powerbomb on Hobbs, um, uh, driving him down into the ramp. They fought to the top of the ramp until Shep's favorite, QT Marshall, makes his return to TV and hits Hobbs with, or hits Warlow with a chair, um, nailing with a shot to the head, and then Hobbs and QT lift Warlow and throw him off the stage, crashes the set below, and he's unable to answer the 10 count. So your winner and new TNT champ is Paras Hobbs as he and QT celebrate as we go off the air. I, I thought maybe we'd lose QT when uh, Cody left. Yeah, the nightmare factor, or the yeah, the, the factory, factory is no longer a thing anymore. I don't know what they're doing with this QTV thing that he keeps wearing on his polos and stuff. But what the hell? Like, I'm fine with Hobbs winning, even though I I like Wardlow a lot, and I don't like him only having the title but, for like three days. But yeah, so short, so short. But I kind of saw it coming because. Uh, months ago, it was reported that they were going to strap a rocket to Hobbs back, and then he beat Starks, and they didn't go anywhere with him. He kept doing these vignettes of Book of Hobbs and chapters and things. So I, I'm fine with him winning in his home state of California. I don't like that Wardlow loss, though, because I don't know what that means for his character. Cause... Well, no, obviously that means him and QT are going to be buddies. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't need them. QT sucks. He's terrible. He, he's a fine in-ring performer, but he's like a C or D level guy for AW. And you put him, you have him get involved in the main event. Uh, it just, it didn't need to happen. Paul, Paul, I think we got Tanner fired up. I, I was about ready. To, I wanted to start the show off with this because I was fired up. I was so pissed at the end of the show tonight. I literally tweeted from my account, LOL. Because I'm like, okay. Why? But hear me out. Okay. Because now it doesn't make Wardlow look bad. Well, he's got two freaking QT Marshall. No, 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 no. It took two people to get him to stay down for that 10 10. Hobbs couldn't do it on his own. Just stupid. He needed assistance to take down Wardlow. So Wardlow doesn't look bad. So you can launch Wardlow into the AEW championship picture. But. But 
Now you're going to pair Warload and QT together? Hobbs, you mean? Hobbs and QT. All right, I'm sorry. Hobbs and QT makes Hobbs look weak. Sorry. One off. One off because commentary kept mentioning that QT said, if you ever need me, I've got your back. So it's a one off. They launched the QTV being kind of like a Miz TV segment. Marshall interviews Hobbs and then they go their separate ways. So let's back up. Hobbs debuted with Moxley, correct? Mm, Team Taz. No. He was a face first. He turned. Oh, that's right. That's right. He debuted with Moxley, then with yep. Team Taz. Yeah, turned on Cody, didn't he? I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I remember him debuting with Moxley. No. He went to Team Taz, and then yeah. So like, he's always been. He always had somebody. Now, now you're gonna put him with QT. Come on. Like I said, it's just uh, I'm hoping this is a one or two time thing, and that be that. Where's Paul White when we need him? We need him to finish off QT. Uh, no, we need Justin and say no. QT. Like I you just, know, look, I mean, hey, look, QT obviously is a great trainer and a great mentor. Uh, good for no, him. He's, yes, he's, he's got a good his, story. Got a good yeah, story. He's found his niche, but on on TV in the main event in a title. I, I, I'm okay with, with Captain Masano squashing him and we never see him again. I'd rather see Sanjay with his pencil behind his ear what? coming into the main event than QT jumping around like an idiot after that win. All right, so Sheps pushed us to explicit. Tanner, are you getting there too? I'm 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 getting close. I'm, I made I'm, one mistake, this, Paul. Don't don't put this, that on this, my shoulders. This dropped my rating of the show tonight down so much. The ending of the show. Ooh. Once I'm again, I have no problem right. with with Hobbs right. having gold. Good for him. I think he's got a bright future. Wardlow's my boy, so I'm upset he only held it for like three days. And I don't know what that means for him next because that's why I was saying maybe he should go against MJF because there's tons of story layers there. But when you have He's, he's got a feud with QT, I, at least for a little bit. Not just dumb. Just dumb. Have him feud with QT while Ricky does his run against MJF and loses again, and then Wardlow takes over from there. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, I just don't think we need QT in there. I don't either. We did. Hobbs could have. Yeah. We don't. We don't. But this Hobbs, way, again, you don't make Wardlow look weak. Yeah, but he could have picked anybody else. He could have picked. Solo, he could have picked uh, Luther. Let's put Luther in there. Serpentico, for God's sake. (laughs) Snake Man. If we're doing it, let's put the sexy purple hat in there then. Why not? You know, Avalon. If you're going to bring QT back, have him bring back that stupid apple he used to carry around. There's there's so many better people. Oh, when he, before he got the hair plugs? Yes, Brian Urlacher style. Um, What's wrong with hair plugs? Nothing. nothing. I'm just. It, <laughs> I'm just saying, good, if it? you remember to um, early BTE as AEW was forming, QT had a lot less hair and ate the apple. Uh, That's all he br- did. Bring Ryan Nimeth in for God's sake. Oh, oh God. God. No. That is the most. That, that is, is so, so miserable. <laughs> Yeah, I, I fast forward no. through that segment every week. Yeah. 
Yep. I have been for six months. Yeah. Yep. All right. Come on. Let's. Yep. Let's yep. Uh, wrestler of the night. Or which one do we do first? Rating or rating? I, I'm, I'm, I'm so fired wrestler up. Wrestler of the night. Rest, wrestler than rating. Wrestler of the night. You go first, Paul. Oh. If right. you choose QT, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the podcast forever. <laughs> Don't do it, Paul. Yeah, I, I have vacation coming up. <laughs> yeah, so do I. That's the thing. So I can't do that, and I wouldn't anyway. Uh, I would pick uh, Satnam Singh before I would pick QT. I quit um, if you pick that. <laughs> I'll pick Stokely Oakley before I'll pick QT. Um, anyways, go ahead. All right. Uh wrestler of the night. Man, this is there were a lot of good candidates uh tonight. Um yeah, there were Shep. There were. I got two, but go ahead. <laughs> you say a lot. I got two, but go ahead. All right, you know what? I'm um man, I don't even know. That's the problem. I'm gonna go Ruby Soho. Good promo, good match. I'm okay with it. Okay, okay. Shep, go you can go next. I mean, you guys should know. <laughs> yeah. Is they Dax didn't wrestle? Dax Harlow. He was he was picking Dax when FTR was off TV. I, I respect that, but he should at least pick Cash tonight out of the two. I would have picked Cash. Okay, don't get me wrong. I would have picked him. But... but that last two or three lines, just, yeah. We talked about the fans loving him and loving them. And come on. Come on. And, and, and I wasn't picking Ruby Soho, and I don't mean to take Tanner's Thunder, but the other one is going to be Orange Cassidy, which I would never pick. I would never pick him, but I was entertained by him tonight. Well, I picked Orange last week. That's the only reason I didn't pick him this week. Well, I would love to pick Haas, but since he had to have QT's help, that's not happening. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going Orange. I'm going Pockets. Um, it was a good opening match. Good win over, over Jay Lethal. I'm not gonna pick anybody from the JAS in that match. Um, Daddy not gonna Magic. pick. Not gonna pick. Could pick Mox, I guess, but I've done that enough in the past, so I don't pick. I don't pick Orange too much. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Now for the fun part, the rating. Shep, you're going first. No, oh, this is an easy one. Six point nine. All right, all right, all right. So I'm probably the highest one tonight. Seven one. Six six. Wow. I had it I had it in seven, still that ending. It dropped it. Trash. All right, now I'm curious how much did it drop it? What was your original before QT showed up on your screen? I was around seven one. All right. So yeah. about where I'm at. Yeah. Also, we got Shep. I, I wanted to talk about this, but Tanner went off on QT Marshall so long that I didn't. So before we get out of here, we were talking in the beginning of the show. Was it a shoot or was it a work? I think it was a work. How do you get a TNT championship title made in 12 hours? They got backups because they have a million designs. Of that stupid thing. It's the exact same one. 
Well, I think after Jericho legit lost that the first AW championship at Longhorn or wherever the hell he went, I think they made backups for every title. Longhorn Steakhouse. I'm pretty sure that's where he lost it at. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. But yeah. I'm just thinking Longhorn Steakhouse. Like we got Texas Roadhouse, Outback. Those guys like Trump Longhorn. Logan's. So Jericho freaking went to there. But anyways. Um yeah, there's multiple belts made. If yeah. that was a real deal, if that was real, which I don't think it is, if that was real, there's a backup. Or or you go to the souvenir stand and pull one off, which they charge, what, two ninety nine. Is that what we saw when we went to Indy? Was it two ninety nine so. for a replica title? Oh, it's more than that. That that TNT one's like five ninety nine. It's five ninety yeah. nine. Was it five ninety nine? Yeah. Okay. So you, you yeah. go to the you go there just for TV. Is only the belt enthusiasts, the diehards, are going to yeah. be able to tell difference. Yeah. So if you had to have one for tonight, yeah. right? You do that, but right. But it does raise question with the finish of you know how it happened. Okay, if it wasn't a work. Then how was it supposed to finish in a regular match? Was QC still going to get involved? I think so. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a work from the word go. Because I'm sorry, um, somebody breaks into my car. The first thing I'm doing is calling the cops. I'm not going to make a video about it and post it on social media. Well, well the one thing that kind of raised my concern, and I don't, I, actually, the car. Now that I think about it. I forget what kind of car it was. I don't think it had a trunk. But I was going to say, why don't you put your baggage in a trunk? Okay. Never mind. So, but yeah. still, it kind of raised my question when I saw it. Why didn't he have that in the hotel room with him or wherever he was at? Because. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and uh, see, now I'm starting to work myself into that it is a work because the more I think about it, I thought I've read and, and, and heard that. A lot of AEW talent that holds the title, they don't even take the titles with them now. It goes in like the travel bins or whatever went on the trucks. Why, why would Warload have a three row SUV just for himself? Yeah. See, these are all good points. So why leave the one lonely bag that was still back there, back there? Yeah. Well, his backup gear was interesting tonight. So seven star FDR. Yeah. Which they're, they're all boys. I mean, and Spears and not, not MJF. Not last week's podcast. That was pretty good with the pinnacle. Some good stuff there. No, and uh, Warload's the final guest on the live show of uh, FTR with Dax. Yep. So. Yep. And and Hobbs is another guest. So you got both of those guys on there with uh, Cash. So. And Spears, Mm -hmm. too, I think. Spears, yeah. So, and probably QT next. Because he helps uh, powerhouse nowadays. If uh, I don't think I don't think QT will be on. They're that. gonna they're gonna win the tag team belts, and then they're gonna have somebody and else. Like, QT's gonna hold all the gold, and uh, company's gonna go down the drain. I quit. <laughs> well, I, it, but before we wrap this up, I I didn't, uh, I, didn't I didn't know this is I quit podcast. I that's quit turning into it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys follow this this uh, Twitter account, but this guy uh, does follow us on on Twitter. It's AEW Metrics. He does an amazing job with all these different stats and stuff on AEW. 
and he was looking for people to join an AEW Fantasy League. So I DM'd him and I joined, and it starts in early April. And I told him I'd give him a shout out on this podcast. And he told All me right. to extend the invitation to you guys if you wanted to join too. It's literally, it starts, um, uh, I think you got to have your picks in uh, early April. And literally, there's different categories. He gives you groups of guys. It's kind of like if you ever played fancy golf or fancy NASCAR or anything. It's got like group A, group B, group C. You have to pick one guy for each group. And it's all win-based. You want guys who are going to get a lot of wins, guys who are going to hold championships. So if anybody out there listening is interested in this type of thing, just DM AEW Metrics on Twitter because he's still looking for a few more guys to fill some spots. So I'm going to give it a crack. and right. I will not be taking QT Marshall. I can tell you that much. Hey, um, I I don't know what Shep was doing all day today because we didn't hear from him until you know like six o'clock. Um, I was working. Come on. So was I. Um, did you get a chance to do anything with that bracket the deck sent out? I did not. No. He's got okay. time. He can fill it out for next week. Yeah. There's there's a lot. There's a lot. And the printed version, lot. the printed version sucked for me because it printed in like three sheets and yeah, it was a mess. Oh, I, I would love that. Mine mine printed to one sheet. Oh, I wish mine would have done that. Uh, no, it is. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I filled it out, but everybody's got to laugh at me because, I mean, I'm the youngest one of the podcast, so a lot of those teams were before me. So. Uh, just so you are aware, there are. The Briscoes, which is yes. Jay and Mark, and then there's the Briscoe Brothers, right? Which were a lot earlier. Yep, Jerry and uh, Jerry and Gerald. Yep, yep, yep. Which I was glad I when I listened to the uh, this week's pod, he explained the difference because I was I didn't know kind of which one was which. So oh, I haven't listened to this week's yet. So oh yeah, he goes, he goes, he does his, he fills out his online. I, I'm almost done with mine. I think Serpentico and Luther are my winners. They didn't even make the list. Oh, they weren't on there? No. You just made the list. Damn it. <laughs> Never mind. So, but it was good stuff. A lot of, a lot of interesting fantasy matchups came yeah. along. Fin- yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I would tell you who I had winning it, but. Eh. I'll tell you who I have next week. That's what I'll do. All right. Me as well. Yeah. All right, so uh, with that, let's wrap this before we get any further out of control and have to mark for multiple people dropping multiple words here. Um, <laughs> be sure to follow the Kicking Out podcast on all forms of social media at Kicking Out Pod. And hey, you know what? We've got a shop too. It's called kickingoutshop.com. There it is right there. You can use uh, code March23 for free shipping on anything. Get yourself some hoodies, some T-shirts, some mugs. It's starting to get warm, so maybe just get some T-shirts for right now. Or jump on that free shipping for some hoodies so you're ready for when it gets cold again. It's Indiana, at least here for all the Midwest viewers. I mean, it's, it's going to be cold through April. So. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, Easy. you know. You know, first of April, we're... we're... <laughs> We're putting boats in, getting on the lake. <laughs> you are, Shep. I don't have a boat, so. I'm just saying, be be positive. It's yeah. Boat. yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, I'm so sorry. QT made me in a negative mood tonight, okay? 
Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so so get yourself a kicking out podcast mug and you can take it on the boat with you. Good point. Drink your there sorrows you away when kicking you, you, you can drink really good tequila. Well, it's not really good tequila. You could have some tequila. Termana. There we go. Ah, shit, it's backwards. There, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got some Termana. You support your boy Dwayne the Rock, which not my boy, but my boy. All of you us can taste what the Rock was fans, cooking. All of us professional wrestling fans love the Rock. It's it's okay tequila. Not my favorite, but it's okay. Anyway, good introductory tequila. There you go. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. You know what? You got a hell of a point, Paul. One of the first times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's one of the starters. It's a starter, but took ninety five minutes tonight. But good job, good job, yeah. Paul. I don't ever make good points. Apparently, <laughs> uh, geez, I guess I won't tell everybody to follow him on social media. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your Kicking Out podcast at, and if it happens to be on Apple Podcast, leave us that five star review because we want to be five star KOP. We are. Canada's favorite podcast. I'm just yeah. going to say it. Be sure to follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92. Follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27. And follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. Be sure to get, join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.